broadcasting and podcasting 438 miles between each other. You're listening to the podcast done through Zoom, just like everything else in 2020. And yet we still haven't gotten postponed. We both are healthy, happy, and human. Glad to have you with us, George Koff and Desmond McLaughlin here on the Faith Quarter Podcast. We are approaching episode number 50. Next week will be our 50th overall episode, but that means that this week is episode number 49 and episode number 12 of the third season. And on that note, I welcome in my good friend Desmond. How are we doing on this Thursday, November the 19th of the year 2020? George? Very sunny outside. As you said, episode 50 is coming about. Lots of sports this week. We have college football, NFL, and a lot of NBA news, as you know me. Very basketball dude. And the draft, too, as well. It was yesterday, so fantastic. It's my mom's birthday, so, you know, it's a, it's a, pretty, uh, it's a pretty big week. Yeah, absolutely. You- absolutely. We got we to gotta shout out shout out to your mom. Happy birthday to your mom. You got to be a good, <laughs> good, uh, a good, you got to be a good son, right? You got to make sure you, you do something nice for your mother. All righty. Well, we'll get right into it here and we'll start the only way we can really start because it was the only team that we follow that actually played college football last week with the Baylor Texas Tech. And Desmond, I remember texting you in the last few minutes of the game. I was watching that game going, oh my goodness, are we going to see a comeback? And indeed we did. But Desmond, I want to start off with one big thing. Somebody is finally watching the fifth quarter podcast because Coach (laughs) Wells is listening to us by playing Alan Bowman and TJ Vasher. I don't know how how many more times we have to yell, scream, say it. Like, it was working. It was working. Alan Bowman comes in, and yeah, he really wasn't that effective, but... He was leading the offense, and what did they do? They were down 20-6 to early in the third quarter, and they come back and outscore Baylor 18-3 to win 24-23. to Take me through that. What was what was the things that you liked when you saw all that game? As I was mentioning before, they moved my work schedule to most of Saturdays. So I wasn't able to watch the game. When you were texting me, I literally just gone off towards the end, so I was able to catch uh, the highlights in a little bit about which I couldn't watch the game, you know, because I had to go to work. Um, but I don't remember last week, this is what I had said. I had said they're going to start off putting Houdini in, and then I said that they're going to realize that there should be a change, and they're going to put Bowman in, and then he's going to lead a comeback, but they're going to end up short. That was almost spot on besides the fact that they, they didn't end up short and they won. They, they realized Bowman needs to play. They put in Bowman, and they come back and win. I think it's because I'm watching this new, not new TV show, but it's called Psych. And I think, I think, it's, it's kind of, I think his skills are to me. So I'm psychically, you know, telling Coach Wells what he needs to do. But this big win, um, I know Texas Tech, we don't have much, you know, we're not going to go to the Big 12 championship. So this is really just games affecting how the end of the end of the season seeding is going to be, you know, maybe knock off a couple of teams that are, Trying to get to that first through first first second spot, um, but yeah, Bowman didn't play bad. He had 181 yards. Um, he got the win, which is what matters. They need to leave him in. Don't change him. Um, and hopefully, he really improves his draft stock. I want to see him in the NFL next year. I really like him. Yeah, and I think you hit a lot of things there. Obviously, you know, you mentioned you weren't able to catch the game, but you did see the highlights. And um, you know, the they, the Red Raiders leaned on that running game a 
boatload. I mean, it may not show in the, the box score where I think they only had like, I think it was like 170 rushing yards total or whatever exactly. You know, it was a very low score, low, you know, production game by both sides. But either way, when you have a quarterback in that knows the offense, that is willing to, you know, lead it, and you have a coach that's behind him saying, go for it. Yeah, I mean, of course you're going to have a good game. And and you mentioned it, Desmond. You said almost last week, you said it's going to be a close game. It's going to probably be a game that Texas Tech's going to have to come back, and they're going to lose. Well, they were going to, and then they got the ball back, had a beautiful drive, beautiful last last drive, set up their kicker who had, by the way, his first time kicking in a collegiate game, had four field goals to somehow come back and be the hero, um, or five even. He may have had five, four or five field goals. Either way, crazy. Um and yeah, you know, TJ Vasher, similar stat line to last week, two receptions, well, 28 yards. I mean, it's just hard because they also have Keyshawn, sorry, Keyshawn Carter, who I as I said, he didn't play much last year, but he's probably the he's their leading receiver, really. They look to him mostly. He leads the leads in receptions and yards on the series Zoom game. So it's kind of hard when he's sharing that, you know, that the boatload with 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 um with Vasher. I mean, it's hard for Basher when he's sharing the load with Carter to get as many touches as he probably deserves. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, you know, we've mentioned Vasher was injured and we didn't know why. And Coach Wells wouldn't say anything. He was just like, he's not available. Uh, you could have just given us an update. Is it knee? And it turned out it was knee related or le- uh, lower leg. Um, but, you know, he had a lot of chances. It wasn't, you know, he had two receptions. But Desmond, he was getting thrown to a lot towards the end of the game. And he just couldn't come down with it. The Baylor rece- Baylor DBs were pretty, you know, covering him a lot. They know that he can do damage. You know, they did last year. Last year against Baylor, that was the game where he had three touchdowns, I think. TJ Vasher had two or three touchdowns. And and Texas Tech lost to Baylor on the fumbled. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I remember that game. Let's not the, bring it up. Yeah, the game you're still salty about. Um you know, and we'll see where, where Texas Tech goes from here. They've got two final games. Once, uh, you know, the next one coming up against Oklahoma State in two weeks and then mm-hmm. Kansas to finish the season. And now, Desmond, obviously Texas Tech right now is three and five, um, looking to maybe maybe upset Oklahoma State uh, and, and get a win against Kansas. But you're looking at most likely a four and six season. Would you call that a bad season for the Red Raiders in Coach Wells' second year? I mean that is slightly better than last year. What what would you what would you uh, say? Yeah, it's hard because I feel like we lost some games that we should have lost. I feel like we made some changes that shouldn't have been changed. I don't think they ever should have taken Alan Bowman out, but we did. I mean, because I wanted I want I want to make it like we did beat Baylor. You know, we almost beat Texas, but that's just like an every year thing. Every single year, especially against Texas RU, OU, we keep it close most most years, and then they end up losing. I mean, this year was the closest because they actually went to overtime and we actually held a big lead. But I mean, of course, it's not the results you want to see. And it, I mean, I guess I'll give it to him. It's a little bit of an improvement from last year. But man, they they didn't take their. Texas lost early games. OU lost early games. Like, if this is a season where I wanted to see a huge change, it would have been this season while the Big 12 scrambled. We we don't know who's good. It's, it's so open right now, like, between Iowa State, 
Oklahoma State, and then you have Texas OU right behind them. It's like you don't know what's going to happen in the Big 12. And they didn't take advantage of that. So it's really hard to, you know, be satisfied with this season. Absolutely. And, you know, it is a sort shortened season. Normally you'd have three more wins in there. So, you know, two more give gimme wins, you know, like. So theoretically, you could probably could be looking at a season that would have been what? You had your three and five. Kansas is a win four and five plus two wins is six and five. So looking at a six and six season, if it was a normal season with those two other wins, I mean, that's still not bad. I mean, they were what, five and seven last year? In the first yeah, year, see, of the- it's, it's a little bit better improvement. You know what I'm saying? Right. And, and and I think that just means that things are going in the right direction. You know, it may take a while, but they're going in the right direction. You have to say that that's a good thing for sure. Yeah, that, that, that's a good thing. And again, Texas Tech has a bye week, their second bye week at least of the season, I believe, second or third bye week of the season. And they have a chance to uh, get ready for Oklahoma State. Could help them out. Um, you know, they could shock Oklahoma State. That would be something really interesting. They do travel to Stillwater for that game. Um, but we'll see what happens. Um, moving ahead, just briefly here, uh, as we don't really have much more to talk about on on uh, Texas Tech, we go to A&M. And as we mentioned last week, Texas A&M did not play against Tennessee, and they will not play Ole Miss this week. The Ole Miss-Texas A&M game was postponed on Monday of this week due to contact tracing again. Um, as we had mentioned previously on the podcast, when that came out about the game against Tennessee being postponed, it was most likely meaning that the Ole Miss game was going to be postponed because contact tracing, if you're negative, um, if you test negative and you do not have symptoms or anything, you're out for 14 days. You're quarantined for 14 days. But if you test positive, you're only out for 10 days. And that was what was happening with these is that they were testing negative, And so they were out for the full two weeks. And that was on Monday the ninth and so four weeks or two weeks from the ninth is monday the 23rd which would mean you know be uh not be able to play Ole Miss. so that game has now been postponed to a later date the sec is going to be taking a look at the the remaining three weeks of the schedule the last three weeks of december to see what that looks like they obviously want texas a&m a&m to play all four games remaining um it's a it's to their own benefit because theoretically a&M's a second chance or second team, a chance for a second team to get into the playoff from the SEC. So from the SEC standpoint, you want to see A&M play again or play at their full schedule. You want them to go nine and one and you want to be able to, and if Florida loses in the SEC championship game, that puts Alabama at a 10 and 0 and A&M at a nine and one. That's a very good chance to get two SEC teams in. Um, but if it's an eight, eight and one A&M team, because you can't play that Ole Miss game, and a nine and, and an eight and two Florida State a Florida game correction Florida team, you know that's not really anything beneficial. And also, a lot of speculation is that the game will be held on the night December the nineteenth, Desmond, um, which is the same week as Championship Weekend, and that would actually benefit A and M because it gives the playoff committee a chance to watch A and M one more time, have that eye test and a chance. Um, so we'll see. But as of right now, A and M has four games remaining. They play LSU at home. Auburn on the road, Tennessee on the road, and Ole Miss at home, assuming that game gets played. Um, and so now the prep is now going to shift from Ole Miss to LSU. And Jimbo Fisher, I, I can say, he said in his press conference on Tuesday that uh, they expect everyone to be out of contact tracing on Monday, on the 23rd, or this week in correction, and have a full week of prep for LSU. 
So that will be very crucial. Um, obviously, LSU gave us a butt whooping or a, a nice, good old-fashioned Southern whooping, uh, ass whooping, if you will, last week or last year, 50-7 to seven, with Joe Burrow just absolutely creaming our defense um, in Baton Rouge. And so we hope to return the favor to those Tigers because, um, as we know, the Tigers are not very good this year. And uh, A&M would like nothing more than to just absolutely put some points on that LSU defense. So we'll see what happens. We'll talk about that more next week in our 50th episode and, of course, which will coincide with our Thanksgiving episode. So stay tuned to that. All righty, Desmond. So we've crossed the bridge on the Texas team. So let's look at the rest of college football. Um, obviously, I mentioned the SEC trying to make sure that A&M gets those four games as well as you know the rest of, of the SEC trying to figure out all that, how that's going to work. The Big 12, let's talk about them for just a second. The college football playoff chances for the Big 12 lie in the hands of Oklahoma State, okay? If they lose at this point, any point now after Oklahoma State, or, at, you know, if Oklahoma State loses anymore, they're done. Big 12's thread, chances of, of uh, having the playoff are hanging by a thread, and if Oklahoma State loses again, you might as well chop that thread because, I mean, I don't think there's really a, a legitimate chance here that they get into. So it comes down to this week. You lose to Oklahoma, could be over. Um, the Pac-12, the scheduling is going to get very interesting because they approved non-conference games to be played. So if the Pac-12, let's say, for example, USC cannot play uh, because their opponent comes down with a COVID situation, USC could theoretically turn around and assuming there's no other Pac-12 team to play, um, they could turn around and schedule a game with a, a, a non-conference opponent. So that could change things up a little bit. There's a talk that BYU and Oregon should be played uh, potentially and, and hopefully, you know, fingers crossed, but there's a very low chance that that could happen, but we'll see. ACC, De'Ara King, De'Ara King, somehow just squeaking by and staying alive in the championship ACC championship race, um, but they, Desmond, they have COVID, tra COVID uh, contact tracing issues due to the COVID, so they're out for two weeks, so they won't play this week or next week, and so they will end up playing three games in December, and that third game is the week of the conference championship game, so if they, it will not be played if the, if Miami qualifies, or if it, it will be played, however, if they do not qualify for the conference championship or if it means that it's required to break up the conference standing. So it uh, could be really interesting if Notre Dame or Clemson loses again. And then you get into a, a conundrum with Miami having to play that game and maybe playing two games in a span of a week. So could be really interesting. And then, of course, the Big Ten. Big Ten somehow is coming back into our mentions with uh, <laughs> Michigan not being relevant, but it's Indiana and Ohio State and Wisconsin and Northwestern. Uh, Wisconsin, I will add that if they miss one more game, they are not eligible for the Big Ten championship game. They will play Northwestern this week. And even if they win, if they have another game canceled for some reason before December 19th, they are not eligible for the conference championship game. And that would mean that Northwestern or Purdue even could most likely make it from that division. So should be really interesting with the Big Ten and how that plays out. We already talked about those two games, Indiana-Ohio State in Columbus this week, which is a top-10 matchup. Wisconsin-Northwestern, top-20 matchup in Illinois. And then, of course, the game day game, Oklahoma, the battle of Bedlam, Oklahoma State, Oklahoma, and Norman. 
The reason why I was going a little quick there, and maybe not necessarily getting Desmond's opinion on what's going on in the in college football, unless Desmond, you want to add anything that I missed. No, no, you, you got it, George. Is because we're going to take a little bit more time to talk about the NBA draft and the NBA free agency. There's been a lot of rumors and a lot of things that happened. The NBA draft was yesterday evening, um, and we'll talk about it in the, just a second. But I'm going to hand it over to Desmond, kind of take us through this quickly or somewhat. And we're going to start with with all these Rockets rumors, James Harden going to the Nets, Russell Westbrook leaving potentially, and um, how you know, kind of just talking about those rumors and other things. And we'll get to Chris Paul and the Suns and what that means for Phoenix, and and then we'll talk about our draft, you know, dra- the draft and how that went. So Desmond, go ahead. Let's talk about these rumors first between James Harden and Russell Westbrook wanting out of Houston. George. It's a very exciting time right now. You know me. I'm following this to the T. Now, let me tell you this. Ah, I have debated this over and over. But I think after watching last season, I think it's time. I I think it's time that we get rid of Harden. I've said this, talked to my friends, and a lot of people are like, oh, Harden's the best shooting guard in the league. He's the best scorer. You know, one of the best ever the Rockets have had. Yes, but... He's not a winner. He, he, he's, he's a fantastic NBA player, let me tell you that. But he, what has he won for us? Nice. He's he won an MVP. That goes to his accolades. But what has he done for us? I mean, the, the, the biggest accomplishment he's done for us is that he got us to game seven with the Warriors. But, of course, Chris Paul wasn't there. Or well, he wasn't fully healthy, and we lost that game. And it, it just proves that. You know, he does need help. And every single year we've given him help. He's played with some of the some of the fiercest competitors there is. I mean, you go from having Chris Paul to Russell Westbrook. Those are two two of the top ten, two of the even top five best point guards in the league. And you can't you can't win with them. That's just inexcusable. And then they've given up so much for his play style. I mean, you know, they gave up the big, gave up Clint Capella, who I think is an up is an upcoming big, you know. Um, Covington's gone now. Covington's gone. And let me tell you this. One of the biggest reasons why I think James Harden needs to leave is because no one's going to want to play in Houston with him there. I don't don't think people see between lines, but a lot of NBA players don't like James Harden. And people don't see that. But I've seen it because I've gone to a lot of games. I've sat close and I've seen how he communicates with his teammates and you know, even with the stuff with Giannis last year in the All-Star game, why didn't it pick James Harden? Just people don't like him. Um, he's not likable. He's he's He may be good, but he's not like, oh. Yeah, it's, it, I mean. He's like Isaiah Thomas. If you, if he's he like was Isaiah, Kobe. Yeah, yeah. He's like Isaiah Thomas from, from Michael Jordan's days. Why didn't he get drafted or picked for the Dream Team? But, and the thing about it is that if he was like Kobe, a lot of people don't like Kobe, but Kobe won. Kobe won a lot. And he was good. And Kobe is a leader. James Harden is not a leader. No, that's absolutely. the difference between him and Kobe. But yes, James Harden going to the Nets, possibly Russell Westbrook said he wants out of Houston. Do we know um, where we are, Westbrook is looking at? No, a lot of a lot of people have been talking. Some have said Heat, Celtics, um, even the Mavs. We don't know at this point. I this saw rumors. Charlotte was also a chance too. Charlotte possibly, but they just picked up Melo. Um, but and then James Harden leaving to the Nets is going to be tricky because. I'm uh, doing some research. Now, a lot of the Nets players aren't all on the same page about wanting him on their team. 
Now I know everybody's getting the hype, Kyrie, KD, and Harden. But do you think? Do you know if they'll work out? That just sounds like a. I don't know. And also, like James, the, the Nets aren't going to give up something really great for him. So I don't think the Rockets will take that. Now, now in their contract, the Rockets don't have to send him to the Nets. They could look somewhere else. So it's it might come down to the point where Harden might wait another year, only because the Nets won't take him if that's really where, where he wants to go. Yeah, and and that's what I keep seeing is that the Rockets are saying that they are probably going to – Harden Westbrook will start on the Rockets to start the season. Now, a midseason trade is not out of the question. Um, so there is talk that James Harden could basically play. Oh, I'm going to play for the Rockets. Right. And, and then basically but- work his way to a deal with somebody – did you hear about the new news that came out with? I don't know if it's new, but I heard about it like yesterday. That um, I can't put up. Fertitta, the um, the GM. Fertitta, Tillman Fertitta. Yeah, yeah fire. That's wrong. My fault. Um, but apparently, one of the big reasons they're leaving is because of how much support he had given Donald Trump. So oh. this this is something. Yep, that just it came out recently. That's they're saying that's a huge reason. They're saying not only Harden Westbrook, they're saying some other. Bench players on the Rockets as well, unnamed, were expressing their not really concerns, but they didn't really like appreciate that. You know, times are tough right now, and um, you know, I don't know why like, politics is involved in everything, but this definitely created some emotions, and it leaks that that's one of the main reasons why Harden and Westbrook both wanted out. I don't know if that's true. I don't know if like I wouldn't have to fall back on, but I wouldn't doubt it. No, I would. I was just about the same thing. I wouldn't disagree with that, and I wouldn't say that that's not. Part of what's, excuse me, what's going on. Um, also, you have to keep in mind, Daryl Morey leaving as the GM. Tillman Fertitta is the owner of the Rockets. Daryl Morey leaving as the GM of the Rockets and going to Philadelphia, where he had probably one of the best drafts in the last 30 years, where they're saying, trust the process for the last five years. And now I saw a tweet yesterday that said, trust the process, more like the process is about to be fulfilled. Because, like, I mean, that's what Daryl Morey is doing. He just got... Tyrese Maxey, which we'll talk about in just a second, who mm-hmm. might be the steal of the NBA draft of going 21st, not, you know, top 10 being. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But let's talk about leadership, Desmond. You talked about that in just a second. Mm-hmm. A big leader in Chris Paul, mm, headed, I love Chris Paul is headed to a young team in Phoenix. Mm-hmm. Big deal. Big, big deal between the, the, the what is it? OKC and. And uh, the Suns, I don't remember yeah. what they got, but um, yeah, just like Kelly Oubre, but you know, garbage. He's just, he just there for his looks, you know. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> you know what? Isn't he the one that always has some sort of fashion when he walks through the tunnel and he's yeah, got that light skin, little light skin. But yeah, yeah, yeah. George, I oh, so what I is love that? Chris Paul. So that, was... My question, Desmond, before I, I let you go, is what does this mean for Phoenix? as a contender in the Western Conference, obviously gaining a leader like Chris Paul. Go ahead and go ahead and keep talking. What, what is that? I'm saying I love Chris Paul. I've defended him ever since he left Houston. I felt like we did him bad in that trade, and he almost came back and got his revenge. Until um, <laughs> James Harden played the defense at one play. Um, <laughs> yeah, in Chris, game seven of that series. Yeah, <laughs> that should home. never have gone to game seven. Oh, no, absolutely not. Um. But I love Chris Paul. He's a great leader, a veteran. A lot of people disagree with me, but I think if you're really looking to it, he's 
probably six or seven best point guard in the league right now. He'd probably be top three if he wasn't so if he wasn't aging. Um, but I think this is a great move for the Suns. The Suns were going to lose Devin Booker, understandably, because they haven't won. They got I don't want to say language they 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 got screwed over by them not making the playoffs. Um, you know, going eight and zero yeah, in the bubble. Eight and zero in the bubble. So Devin Booker was, was really considering leaving. So getting Chris Paul in there really, you know, he's staying now, of course. You know, now they have Chris Paul, they have Booker, they have a uh, young big in Aiton. So it'll be interesting to see him, you know, improve these young players that the Suns now have. And he's going to be a great leader. And I don't, concerning the Western Conference, I'm going to be honest, I don't think that they're up there yet. You know, you saw the Lakers, you saw the Clippers. Mavs are getting really good. Mavs will be slept on. Yeah. Um, but I, I can see them as a, a potential seventh or sixth seed. So I, de I definitely think that they're going to end the playoff drought and make it. Um, and hopefully they can find someone else, maybe like another role player or even a superstar to help with Chris Paul and Devin Booker because I think that would really help. Um, but I definitely see them making the playoffs. Maybe um, Chris Paul being there will help them throughout the upcoming years. Yeah, and I believe they did make the playoffs. My memories is is right. Um, it would be the or like it would be their first legitimate playoff run since Charles Barkley was with the Suns. Yeah. Um, I mean, you could argue that they've made it to the playoffs, isn't that? But seriously, but be, legitimate, I mean, yeah, yeah. And 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 I think that would be a big thing. Yeah, like they could shock a three seed, three or four seed potentially. You know what happens? They could get to the Western Conference semis and maybe have a chance with. You know, we saw the Nuggets. The Nuggets knock off the Clippers. Like, you know, it's not impossible to beat the Clippers. And no, it's, it's not. Especially with Paul George, the way he was playing. And what, Ty Lue is now the coach of the Clippers, I believe. Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah. Because he was he was on their staff with Doc Rivers before. You correct. Know. So, we'll, you never know with Ty Lue. You never know with Ty Lue. <laughs> if, he has, if he has people who mind it, yeah. Exactly. So, and, and, and you know, playoff P. Playoff P. Yeah. You know, pandemic P. <laughs> yeah, pandemic P. We'll see what happens there in this upcoming NBA season. And that, just a reminder, uh, new, uh, free agency and all these trades that were made on the draft, which we'll talk about in just a moment, are uh, become official today. Um, all these draft trades were you know, yeah. like proposed, and it all becomes official today and tomorrow. Um, but on that note, the NBA season kicks – kicks – Tips off. <laughs> We're not kicking any basketballs here. Tips off on December 21st um, in a very surprising, you know, Desmond. Like I mentioned, opening day is going to be around Christmas. That is such oh, a cool. I know, George. That is such a cool. You know, normally we still get Christmas Day basketball in a normal regular Christmas. season, but like having opening day be days before Christmas. That's just so unique. I think that's something that's pretty cool. You got you got to admit that the NBA is doing everything they can. And um, oh no, I definitely, I think the NBA league organization. This is my opinion, commissioner and everything. I think they're one of the best, um, best leagues, especially dealing with, you know, getting to the players' emotions, getting what they really want. You know, they they supported them um, when they walked out. You know, they've done everything they can. You know what I'm saying? You know, yeah, but that also goes along with the NBA PA, the Player Association, which, yeah, by yeah. the way, guess who Chris the, Paul. Is yeah, the, Chris the Paul. president is Chris Paul. So, um, 
yeah, I think that's that's a you know that goes a long way. And LeBron's not happy; he only gets two months. Shut up, LeBron! You have so many guys around you in LA. Just be quiet. Be be glad that you won a championship and you get to play at Christmas time. Come on, bro, just relax, bro. He needs bro, that chill. time to he needs that time to put a whooping on Bronny. <laughs> yeah, I just I just want to say this real quick, real quick. If you're watching this. When Bronny came, when LeBron came back home, notice how Bronny has not been on social media since. He has not <laughs> been on social media since. Hey, Bronny, hey. We're, pray- we're praying for you. <laughs> yeah, fifth quarter, fifth quarter podcast is uh, our our our, um, our prayers are with you, Bronny James, and uh, keep playing some good high school basketball, okay, my guy. Keep playing some good high school basketball, um, so you can play with your dad when he's like fifty years old and somehow win a championship or somewhere in the all, right. all right well let's get to the draft quickly here desmond so we don't take too much more time because then people are going to say that we're an nba podcast not a college sports broadcast but um i know my man Stephen a smith was not very happy with that ob topping pick with the new york knicks but desmond the new york knicks somehow found their way into probably one of their best drafts in five years <laughs> ob topping and Emmanuel quickly from Can- yeah. Kentucky. I don't know what Stephen A is talking about, but Obi quickly, RJ Barrett, watch out. I, I, I may be getting, you know, I said this about the Grizzlies last year. Remember, Desmond? I said this about the Grizzlies. I said, watch out with John Moran because he's going to make the Grizzlies get to the playoffs. And he's going he's gonna to change people's perspe- perception of the Grizzlies. Watch out for the Knicks. I know we say that every year. We say the Knicks are garbage, this and that, blah, 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 blah. Well, seriously, watch out for the Knicks. Because for once, they may not be the be- worst team in New York. Because I don't know how this Steve Nash experiment is going to work out in Brooklyn. I'm just going to say that and leave that there. But, Desmond, what were your thoughts from the draft? I mean, I'm not going to lie. It's pretty straightforward. I knew everyone knew Anthony Edwards, James Wiseman, LaMelo were going to be up there. I really like this pick by the Warriors with James Wiseman. I think that the, the, I only think he's going to play with the Warriors. I think they're going to use him as bait, kind of. They're going to they're probably going to look for a big, a veteran big, someone a little older, and they're going to trade him. That's my best guess. I don't, I don't feel like they're actually going to keep him. Even with Clay Thompson uh, being out Injured. for the season this year. Yeah. I don't know. I, I still think they can use him. You know, because. I mean, they have it's something to think about too. It's something that it the Warriors. Something to think about. We don't know. We don't know. But I, I think talking about slept on. I really like what you said about New York. Yes, um, they're going young and they're trying to develop something. Um, but I think that the the Kings um, had a really good draft. They've got they drafted um, Tyrese Halliburton from Iowa State, who I I don't know if you remember talking, but I was telling you about Iowa State when they played Texas Tech. They were not a bad basketball team. No, not at all was their leader and they also got Jemias Ramsey who played for Texas Tech so that's two for one in the Big 12 you know, and, and you, you put them with De'Aaron Fox and, that's, and, that's, that's and Buddy isn't Buddy is he still in, in Sacramento? Buddy is right? No no he's with um. did he get traded? Up, I don't know I can't keep track of any of these NBA trades because it's yeah like the, 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 ben, the role players like that yeah you're right he says okay George uh, yeah, and buddy, but you, you know, that's an explosive team. And that young, is. George, 
Oh, they next come and Bodanovich. Bodanovich, yeah, I don't know if you yeah. saw that. He's staying in Sacramento yeah. because he said he was like, I'm not going to Milwaukee. I don't know who. No, my agent didn't come to me saying I'm going to Milwaukee. I don't know what you're talking about. That, I, I don't honestly, I don't know why I wouldn't go to Milwaukee. I don't see Giannis leaving, especially after making all these moves right now. Um, people are saying that De'Aaron Fox could be on the move. So, so you could, so could Giannis. That's a young player who's gonna be good. But I don't talk, but yeah, definitely, definitely, they keep De'Aaron Fox. That's definitely a team to look out for the next coming years. Yeah, I think honestly, the West just got a little bit better with Phoenix, with the Kings, with some of these teams that have been on the lower half of of the league. We might see some parity in the in the NBA. See some more, you know, reasonable close conference play versus just absolute domination by, you know, the Lakers or by the Clippers and all these other teams. But we'll talk more about the NBA and college basketball as it is approaching us as we have our big, big, big show next week, 50th episode. We'll talk college basketball, the start of college basketball. We'll talk college football and more. So um, with that, we're going to move on. Um, to our game picks of the week. And Desmond, let me say they are a doozy, but let's start first. Desmond, you need to get some good mojo on your upsets because Michigan did not do you any favors. 28 to nothing at the half, down 28 nothing at the half at home. Desmond, I don't know if you knew this, but that was the worst, the biggest halftime deficit for the University of Michigan since they started playing at the big house in 1928. In basically a hundred years, Desmond, that was the worst, the, 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 low, the most that they've ever been down at halftime. And you decide to choose Michigan as your upset. Okay, Desmond. You know, George, I, I've had bad luck. I mean, I've picked Virginia Tech twice and they've lost both games. I'm never picking them again. Uh, yes, this is true. Uh, you probably should go away from Virginia Tech. And thankfully, we don't have Virginia Tech on our, our game board. So, pick you know, our pick board. So, you're good. But, you know, Michigan just – Jim Harbaugh, yeesh, yeesh. I mean, those khakis are starting to smell because they need to go to dry cleaning and he needs out because that's just not working, not working. It's not been working for six years and it's not going to work this year. But on the other hand, not to brag, but Tulsa – over SMU, I was getting nervous. I saw SMU up 24 to 7. I thought, Lord have mercy, I'm going to be just like Desmond. I'm going to have picked a bad <laughs> pick. And then T- Tulsa, Tulsa, thank you, Golden Hurricane, for coming back, winning the football game. And guess what, Desmond? Guess what they got rewarded? They are ranked for the first time in 10 years. Are you not entertained? My upset picks continue to just do good after they I pick them, okay? Shout out to shout out to Tulsa. All right, let's move forward here. And we're gonna go through these a little bit quicker than we normally do. Just you know, we don't like talking too much about it. But first one, Desmond. LSU and Arkansas. Desmond, do you know what the spread was on this game last year? Like big. LSU was favored by 43 and a half. They are favored in this game by two points. Two points, Desmond. Arkansas has had some battles this year. They look like a good team. 
coach, they're going to be without their head coach again, Sam Pittman. He's out uh, with COVID again, uh, two week quarantine. But Barry Odom, they're the head coach who the coach who stepped up as the head coach actually didn't coach too bad last week against Florida. Florida's a very good team. Arkansas got 35 points on Florida. Arkansas hasn't beaten LSU in six years. Desmond, you know me. I like picking, I like picking teams that need to finish a streak, teams that need to stop a streak, teams that need to get back on the board from the top 25. Desmond, Arkansas is going to upset the LSU Tigers at home. Mark my words, Arkansas in some way or form will have finished ranked in the 2020 season. Arkansas wins by four, 38-34. What about you, Desmond? Oh, George, I'm about to lean towards Vegas with this one. I just think LSU's a better team. I think that they are really struggling this season, and they're going to close this game out. So I have them win by three, actually, 27-24. So just, just one point above Vegas, but you know, we're pretty close. Pretty close. They're garbage, Desmond. Okay, but they're – all right, we'll talk about next week. <laughs> they're garbage, Desmond. <laughs> 11 a.m. kickoff on SEC Network for Fayetteville. You can watch that game. All right, we're going to move forward here. Indiana-Ohio State, top 10 matchup, and it be- I believe it is the first top 10 matchup between these two schools since the 1980s, which is crazy. And, yes, we haven't seen Indiana start this good um, in ever, 4-0 in Big Ten play or 4-0 just overall since 1988 um, or 87, correction. Sorry. I, like, I think Ohio State's going to run them out the door. I don't think so. Indiana will hang with them, but it will be close. I have Ohio State winning 38-31. Closer than the experts think, but still a win for the Buckeyes. I agree, George. Took a straight out of my mouth. I really like Ohio State. I think they're going to make the uh, CFP this year, of course. Um, they're going to win this game 34-27, and I'll, I'll give props to Indiana. They have been playing really well. A little shocker team in there. Yeah, no, they, they, they are a good team. Just I think Ohio State's a better team. I mean, that's just what it comes down to. It's, it's good versus it's good versus great, you know. I, and I think right. I think great wins this matchup. Big noon kickoff game on Fox, 11 a.m. kickoff uh, from Ohio Stadium in Columbus. All right, Kansas Kansas State Iowa State Iowa State 17th. They're looking to seal their spot in the Big 12 championship game with a win. They can get narrowly closer. Now, obviously, big game against Texas next week on Black Friday. But Desmond, if they win, they should be in a good spot to be in the Big 12 championship game here against Kansas State. And I think they do. I like the way Matt Campbell's squad is playing. And Desmond, that win against Oklahoma early in the season is looking real nice right now. I've got the Cyclones winning 42-31. I agree, George. You you know how I feel about Iowa State this year. I don't think this game is going to be close. 45-28. I think Iowa State is just going to really come out to play. I'm telling you, the Big 12 is going to be really interesting uh, towards the like last week of their of the season. Absolutely. Down the stretch, the Big 12 is going to be a race to watch if Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, uh, if that game, if Oklahoma State wins on Saturday, then we ha- could have a really interesting finish. Um, again, this Kansas State-Iowa State game, 3 p.m. on Fox. Iowa State's an 11-point favorite, so I picked the spread exactly. Desmond, you picked it, obviously, more for, Iowa, for the Cyclones, and that's also in Iowa. All right, we go to uh, Big Ten country, just, you know, north of – Iowa, we go to Evanston, Illinois, as the or west actually, east. I can't remember my directions for the other top 
25 matchup in the Big Ten this week, Wisconsin and Northwestern. This one should decide the that division, the Big Ten West or East, correction, or Big Ten West, sorry. I can't, again, directions all over the place. <laughs> should decide the Big Ten West. And uh, Wisconsin, obviously, they've only played two games, but they looked really good at both games. And Northwestern's played four. They're 4-0. They've kind of had some close games. Um, I don't expect this one to be a runaway for Wisconsin. It will be a close game, and I actually think the Badgers will win. But don't be surprised if the Wisconsin – sorry, if the Northwestern Wildcats come back. 34-27, Wisconsin. Desmond, go before my mouth just all over the place. <laughs> I, I think I think this is going to be a really close game. Um, but I have it 24-20, Wisconsin. Um, but, yeah, I have it really close. Yeah, this would be a good game to watch for sure. 230 mm. kick on ABC, uh, seven and a half point favorite. I think, yes, that's probably like the second or third best game. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right, Desmond, this is just a quick game. There's no Texas. Mm. We weren't picking any Texas schools this week because there's some reason every school in Texas decided they were just going to not play because um, Texas <laughs> got postponed as well. So Rice, North Texas is the closest we can get to a Texas, Texas, uh, an all Texas matchup. I'm actually going Rice, Desmond. It's not my upset. Obviously, I picked LSU or Arkansas as my upset. But I kind of like – I think Rice is in a – you know, they're trending upward, and they're trending in a good position for 2021. I like Rice winning 35-23 over the mean green. I, I, went, I went low scoring. And actually, I have North Texas win this game 21-10. to 10. Yeah, North Texas is a one-point favorite uh, as of right now. Um I hate to pick against my former small school, but I like the way <laughs> Desmond North Texas hasn't played in a month. The last time they played was October 17th. They've had four games in a row get canceled or postponed. They got that Houston virus, man. Oh yeah. And we'll talk. Oh, by the way, SMU Houston postponed this week. Somehow the <laughs> God was watching going, okay, we're going to mix it up a little bit. Houston, you're going to get postponed again. 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 As we move forward into SEC country, Tennessee and number 23 ranked Auburn. Okay, we saw Auburn lose to Georgia and South Carolina. I don't even know why I decided to put this game on the game on the board to pick because Auburn's gonna just absolutely manhandle Tennessee. I have it 38 to 10, Desmond. 38 to 10, Auburn. Wow. I have it 24-17. I think it's gonna be closer than you think, George. All right. Don't sleep, don't sleep on Tennessee. Um, no, I'm gonna sleep on Tennessee because we need I need AM to absolutely yeah. whoop Tennessee in a few weeks. So that's why. Uh-huh. uh-huh. <laughs> Again, it's all about it's all about playing the game the long game, Desmond, not the short game. The long game. As we lo- learned from watching the Masters last week, Tiger can shoot oh, yeah. a quadruple bogey and and just ruin his game. Also, shout out to uh, uh, to uh, Dustin Johnson for winning the Masters. So, very excited. All right. As we go to the college game day game of the week, or also known as the Saturday night football game, also known as the Big 12 elimination game in the college football playoff, whatever you want to name it, the 115th meeting of Bedlam, Oklahoma State, and the Cowboys looking to continue that chance for the Big 12 to get into the playoff. And Oklahoma looking to stop that and just make the whole Big 12 just complete chaos and have a three-loss champion potentially. Desmond, 
The Sooners have won the last five games against the Cowboys. Look, Oklahoma State's the better team. I can't pick against Vegas. Or I can pick against Vegas. It's not my upset. I'm taking Oklahoma State. Oklahoma's a seven-point favorite. I'm picking Oklahoma State. I just – it's going to be close, though. 45-44. Very close. George. George. Uh oh. It's not gonna be close. Uh oh. Let me tell you this. This is my upset pick just based off the rankings. I didn't know Oklahoma was favored to win, but Oklahoma State's 14th and leading in the Big 12. So Oklahoma's winning this game 56 41. Let me tell you why, George, real quick. Here are Oklahoma State's last three games. We'll go four. I'll give them benefit of doubt. They played Kansas. Of course, they destroyed them. They played Iowa State one by three. We know how that game went very close. They play Texas and lose in overtime. They play Kansas State and win by two. These are all close games, George. They're not like they're blowing teams out the water. They played West Virginia. They haven't really had a game where they've blown somebody out besides Kansas. Okay, but neither has Oklahoma. True, true. But here's Oklahoma's Oklahoma's ever since their back-to-back losses. They beat Texas, of course, in that fourth overtime. They beat TCU. They dropped, they, okay, well, they beat Texas Tech in Kansas, but they also dropped 60 plus on them. <laughs> okay, so your point is? I'm just, Oklahoma's been playing well later on the games, and I feel like Oklahoma State's playing worse. You know what I'm saying? I think there's a, there's a trend going on here. Okay, okay. And so so we'll I'm, I'm, going with, I'm going with Oklahoma. They've been playing really well. Um, I, I think that, this 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 loss is gonna shake up the Big Twelve because you're gonna have three two loss teams and then hopefully if Iowa State wins they'll be the top runner right now. Yeah, you're you're going. I think that's Beamer Sooner. I think that's how that goes. That's their fight song. Whatever. You're going with the Oklahoma Sooners. And game day will be live from Gaylord Family Memorial Stadium in Norman, Oklahoma. 9 a, 8 a.m. Central Time. You can catch game day. And as always, Corso will be making his headgear pick. And Desmond, I bet he'll go with the Oklahoma State Cowboys. So uh, maybe you might be the only one picking Oklahoma. We'll see what happens. But you know, you know what? Last game I did that, it was a Texas game, and Texas ended up winning. So go on, y'all cheer for Oklahoma State. I'm good. Okay, okay. All right. Well, Desmond's trying to get on the right side of the upset board, so we'll see what happens. All right. Liberty, North Carolina State. Desmond, Liberty, we had them on last time. You picked against them, Desmond. You picked against them in your upset pick in the aforementioned second time you picked Virginia Tech to upset. And what did they do? They came out here, and they just absolutely just – Okay, not absolutely one, but they should have lost. But Virginia Tech made some bad decisions, and Liberty won. That wasn't that far off. Okay, sure. Liberty, though, has beaten two ACC teams. Okay, they beat Syracuse and Virginia Tech. They have a chance to knock off their third ACC opponent. Desmond, they should be getting more attention. In fact, they should be better than – I'll, I'll say it. They're better than Marshall. They're better than BYU. They're better than Cincinnati. They have better schedules than Coastal Carolina. These teams that are undefeated, Liberty should be the team that's representing the like the, the underdogs in the college football playoff New Year's Six. Not the playoff, the New Year's Six. But they won't. But I think Vegas has 
North Carolina State is a three and a half point favorite. Forget that. Liberty wins by 11, 42 to 31. George, maybe let's do before you go to him next week. I won't be making the same mistake. I have Liberty wins game 13 7. I think it will be close, like Vegas is saying, um, but I can't go against them again. You know? Yeah, you learned your lesson. You learned your lesson. Yeah, you learned your lesson, and you should have learned your lesson. You damn did learn your lesson, Desmond, picking Virginia Tech for the second time. How, why did you think Virginia Tech was going to bail you out even? They, they were close, man. Mm, this happens to me. A lot, close, of but games, no cigar. A, lot, a lot of these upset picks are so close for me. Like, it's insane. Sure. All right. Well, we move forward <laughs> here. And uh, to our final two games, our last game of the Pick'em and our scary good game, both from the Mountain West. Desmond, you know when you know that the games of the week are are very boring when you're going to the Mountain West. Mountain West. Yeah, exactly. But these two are actually very good games in the Mountain West. San Jose State and Fresno State. San Jose State's 4-0. Fresno State's 3-1. Nick Starkle. Remember his name, Desmond? Nick Starkle, the A&M quarterback, Arkansas quarterback. All these – he's kind of jumped around as a transfer. He's now the San Jose State quarterback. And Desmond. What? (laughs) An old boy out in the hallway over there. And he is on fire. I think he's averaging 330-yard passing, and he has, like, he's averaging four touchdowns a game. Man, that's some Bowman numbers right there. Some Kyle Trask-type numbers from Florida. (laughs) Uh, And they're 4-0 for the first time since 1955. They haven't um, had much success at the top. Fresno State has, obviously, you know the most famous quarterback from Fresno State. That would be Mr. Derek Carr, um, who plays for the Las Vegas Raiders. Um, Desmond? I think San Jose State's going to pull it out. Close, 42 to 40. Why so why, George? You're picking out a lot of – Have you not seen the – numbers out here. Have you not seen the Mountain West? I I was picking 2017. I thought that was pretty high. I mean, then again, you picked Oklahoma 56 to 41. Look who's talking there. Well, that's the Big 12. Okay, fine. Who do you got in this San Jose State Fresno State game? <laughs> I, I agree with you, San Jose State. I didn't. I wasn't disagreeing with the pick. I was just saying that's that's a pretty high scoring game. I mean, I guess. I mean, maybe I can see it. Uh, Mountain West by on defense, but I don't know. You know me. The scoring's always got to be in the Big Twelve. Maybe that's what they're for. So what do you got? What do you got as a score for San Jose? Twenty seventeen, San Jose State. Great year. That was a great year. Twenty seventeen, great year. Twenty sixteen was too. Yeah, twenty sixteen too. Yeah, it was too. All right. Well, too bad. Too bad we're stuck in this 2020 world universe that we're. Ugh. All right. Our scary good game, Desmond. Guess what? I've tied the standings. Baby. I know. I saw I've that. I tied the standings. I've, baby. Been on, I've been on a losing streak, George. Ugh. I'm back. I'm back, baby. I'm back. And this week we didn't have much to work with, so this is the closest spread I can get. San Diego State, Nevada, Desmond. Ole Miss A&M was supposed to be SEC, the CBS's game of the week, right? Mm-hmm. This game that we're picking is the SEC, the CBS's game of the week. From Reno, Nevada, San Diego State, Nevada. This is going to get some nationally televised attention. Um, well, for me, Desmond, Nevada, they're 2-0 against the spread at home. They are at home in this game. I got to take them to cover. I got to take them to cover, and they're going to win outright. 
they're 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 the underdog. I gotta take them to, to cover outright. Oh, George. See, I was gonna say that. I had a whole thing ready. Go Las for Vegas. it. Say what you were gonna say. I don't, I don't know, George, because I always lose whenever I choose what you choose. So you're gonna go against San Diego State? I mean, I will give you some stats here. They are two and they are one and zero oh against the spread on the road. They're two and one on against the spread at home. So three and one total this season. Um, and it's their first nationally televised game in eight years. Oh baby, I like this. I like this. You know what? San Diego State outright two and seven, George. This winner takes the lead. Okay. Okay. You, know, you chose what I was going to choose first, but you know, it's all good. Okay. Okay. So you're going to cover, and that's the two. Please, Senior State, please. I can lose all the other games I picked. Just please win this game. <laughs> I mean, they're one and a half point favorites. That's basically saying a 31 to 30 win. So we'll see what happens. But checking our small schools briefly here um, Marshall postponed Charlotte. Um, and Marshall was postponed this week. They were supposed to play. It's going to be a good game, too. Um, but uh, I guess I'll have to wait until two weeks for Marshall to play Rice. Uh, that's why I picked Rice, Desmond. I kind of want to see if Rice can actually compete because if they can give Marshall a run for their money, I would be scared. So, um, But let's talk about this for a second, Desmond. If I quoted, quoted you correctly last week, you told me, I said, you told me, Oh, Army's a favorite. And I said, Desmond, you realize Tulane is a five-point favorite, right? And you said, okay, fine. We'll be the underdog. We'll cover. Desmond, do you, would you like to tell our, our listeners what the final score of that Tulane-Army game was last week? Fraud. I call fraud. You know what I'm saying? The- what, stop the count? Stop the count? <laughs> <laughs> the refs were in on it, Okay. <laughs> What, what, oh, oh, uh, the game was over after the first quarter. Stop the yeah. count. Stop the count. Stop the count. George, it was Des- just. Desmond, let me just remind you. You know, you know what it was, George? They, it was it was Veterans Day recently, all right? They were still getting back from partying with the veterans. All right, George, get, cut them some slack. All right, those are future veterans right there. Have some respect for them. Okay, Desmond. For those of you that. Since Desmond didn't say the final score, 38 to 12 was the final score. Tulane winning and definitely covering the five point spread. Well, Desmond, Georgia State, Georgia Southern, correction, Georgia Southern goes into West Point this week to face Army, who is a six and two team. Desmond, how are you feeling? Army's a four point favorite this week. They're going to go. George, they're, they're, they're good, all right? They've, they've done their prime with the veterans. They're ready. They're locked and loaded, all right? 24 to 7 win, George. Oh. You know what? And I don't I don't care. People can bash me, but but you know, at least they're at least they're winning. All my other small school teams did me wrong. So yeah, at least Arizona State, i.e. Arizona State. <laughs> so at least they're winning, all right. I don't have Texas Tech to fall back on. So, you know, a lot of these picks, you know. I mean, Derek, Derek King's not doing me too bad. I mean, he's playing well, and they only have one loss, so he's not doing me wrong. But everything else, I said good stuff about Michigan. I said good stuff about Texas. They're but all you, failing me. You got to be, you got to be repping the U now. Yeah, got it. So Army, Army's at least they're doing me something good this year. Absolutely, and uh, Army's only got a few more games left. They uh, 
on the schedule. They'll play Navy and then they'll play Navy, their yeah. bowl game. Uh, so, which is confirmed, they'll play in the Independence Bowl against an opponent to be determined later, and that will be in Louisiana. So, that's going to end it here for episode forty-nine. When we see you the next time, see you, or when you listen to us the next time, we'll be talking about episode number fifty. We should have a lot of bunch of guests and and excitement going on here for our fiftieth show. Um, quite a milestone for us, as we hope to get to 75 even hopefully we'll have 25 more before the uh college basketball season is over question mark assuming college football continues to go into december but for that we're going to sign off enjoyed hope you enjoyed our game picks and if you'd like to contribute to the 50th episode we will be answering some questions of yours so feel free to uh email your questions to the q5 podcast at gmail.com you can also find desmond and i know on, on on social media heck you could use that new fleet feature on twitter i think it's what it's called a fleet you can i don't use twitter i don't know fleet i don't know i use twitter and i don't know what a fleet is it's like an instagram story i don't know you can if you know us we'll answer your question so you can come get us our questions we'll have a nice little mailbag section of the podcast next week as well as celebrating and what we're grateful and thankful for on this 2020 thanksgiving so signing off for the fifth quarter podcast, I'm George Koff. He's Desmond McLaughlin. We'll catch you later. Wear a mask. And as always, Giga Maggie's Tech. Thank you to all our veterans. And uh, we'll catch you on the flippity flop. Adios, everybody. <laughs>